Welcome to McBrayer and Associates, the podcast. I'm Jim McBrayer. If you don't know me already, let me tell you a little bit about myself. So I worked for a Fortune 200 company for 21 years. I was a sales director there before I founded this company, which focuses on sales training, performance coaching, and consulting all around sales. Specifically, most of our business is around industrial and commercial type business. So after leaving that Fortune 200 company, they were my first customer. This podcast gives you some of the insight that my live training and coaching delivers. If you like what you hear, don't hesitate to get in touch with me through email. That's it. Jim at McBrayerAndAssociates.com. And please feel free to share the podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it. I want to take a second and explain our definition of what selling is. Selling is convincing a buyer to do something they were not planning on doing without your influence. That's persuasion, influence, convincing someone to do something they were not going to do without you. Remember, everyone wants change, but no one wants to change. But your job as a professional salesperson is to make change happen. I want to provide you with a visual of how to make change happen. Remember this illustration? The y-axis, the vertical side, represents how receptive the prospect is to a solution. The x or horizontal axis represents how satisfied they are with their current situation. We discussed that buyers are most receptive to change when they're on the far right side of the graph. The closer they are to crisis, the more they want to change. How does anyone know if they're in crisis mode? They feel it. It's an emotion. But here's the thing. Only about 3% of the market is in crisis mode at any given time. So trying to find buyers in crisis mode is like trying to time the market. It's a bad strategy. Most of the prospects you will meet are satisfied with their current situation. They're not looking to change. People do not want to change. The brain perceives all change as risk. The objective is to find prospects that are happy where they are and through a sequence of questions called discovery, have them realize that actually they're not happy where they are. This is how you make them thirsty for something different. It all starts with it. We define it as the reason why someone might change. The it is the belief that can be developed into a strong enough emotion to drive change. The emotion will be either pain or pleasure. Pain is a bigger motivator than pleasure, but we're going to use both. In this lesson, you will prepare questions to help you identify the it. In the next lesson, you will learn how to blow it up. So let's review the five drivers again. Here they are in proper order. Our beliefs trigger our thoughts. Our thoughts trigger our emotions. Our emotions trigger our actions, and our actions lead to our results. 
If you want to change your results, change your beliefs. Beliefs are decisions. Everything starts with a decision. If you want to change the results, it starts with deciding to do so. It is that simple. Simple does not mean easy. Most of our beliefs are not at a conscious level. They're not at an awareness level. When I was younger, I played baseball at a high level. Whenever anyone fell into a slump, it was almost always psychological. Everyone could see it in the results. The coach could see it in the actions, lunging at the ball or not keeping your hands back. Telling someone to stop doing the action is simply addressing the obvious. The best coaches could get inside your head. They can make you aware of the beliefs at a subconscious level that were driving everything else. Perhaps the belief was you're not quick enough to catch up to the fastball. That leads to thinking like, I'm outmatched, he's better than me, which leads to a loss of confidence, which is a terrible emotion, which leads to a wrong action like, I need to start my swing earlier. Starting your swing too soon creates an action of lunging and not keeping your hands back, which leads to a result of being in a slump. With the proper coaching, you become aware of the limiting belief. Then you consciously make a more empowering decision, like I can hit anyone's fastball. Then you find evidence to support it. Sometimes it's the coach that finds the evidence by reminding you that you've turned on faster pitches in the past and you're even quicker now. The point is this, it almost always takes someone else, a coach, to get someone out of a slump because it's almost always a mindset issue. You are your prospect's coach, even though they may not know it. In the last module, we attacked the beliefs of the bulkhead market. That was our intention with our signature talk. We framed a new way to look at business. Now we are asking problem opportunity questions directly to the buyer. We are looking for areas that may not seem like a big deal on the surface, but could escalate into a crisis. Here are some of my problem opportunity questions. Number one, what is your five-year goal? Where are you now and where do you want to be five years from now? Number two, does that goal get you excited? How would things be different if you achieved that goal? Number three, how do you differentiate from your competitors? Number four, what is your most important initiative for your sales force? Number five, tell me more about that. Number six, how long have you been dealing with this? Number seven, what have you tried so far? Number eight, what would you say are the three biggest obstacles to achieving your most important initiative? Number nine, do you have a written sales process? Tell me how it works. Number 10, what percentage of your reps are using the process the way you intend? Number 11, why do you think that is? And finally, number 12, how many of your reps have far more talent, energy, creativity, work ethic than they're currently giving? Once we find it, we will show you how to blow it up. In closing, thanks for listening. If you have questions about what you heard or what you want to learn more of, don't hesitate to shoot me an email at jim at mcbrayerandassociates.com. 
Let me spell that out for you because I know it's a mouthful. McBrayer is M-C-B-R-A-Y-E-R and A-N-D, not the ampersand. A-N-D, associates, plural, dot com. So that's Jim at McBrayerandAssociates.com. I look forward to hearing from you.